P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Smoke on the water, baby. Smoke on the water. Okay, so I'm flying down the Garden State Parkway, going by the Atlantic City Reservoir. What do I see coming off glass-still water surface? The mist, baby. Smoke on the water. That means fall is coming, and with it, ho, it's getting cool. Okay, we're going to get in the 90s next week. Give me some play here, okay? The fishing is going to blow even wider open than it is now, and the hunting season starts. Hey, you're inside Rack and Finn Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of August 22nd and 23rd. We are in the studio. The day early because me and the lovely team. We're going to be away for the weekend. So we got a hot-ass show coming up. Leanne Lopez, Captain Leanne Lopez. We're talking deep dropping for daytime swords, and she does an absolutely scrumptiliumptious recipe at the end of the show. Right now, we're going to have a quick report, quick report, because it's happening down in Ocean City as well. We have Billy Wiggins from from Fanatics Marine Supply on West Avenue in Ocean City. And I, Billy, sorry to grab you last minute, first minute, whatever. You're opening up the program. The King Bites on the Royals. You have stuff going crazy down there, little brother. Yeah, man, it's been a good summer for that in the last Woo! week or so. It's, it's been, been it's hot. Been nice. Ha, ha, Ocean City. number of bloodworms that are blowing through this place. It's unbelievable. Billy, I mean, you have the core. You, you, it's like you own you, you own the kingfish fishery from Longport down to Cape May. You know what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's been terrific. Yeah, a lot of, lot of them. You know, it's been one of those epic sums, times that we've had a good kingfish bite there, and we've had even some spot here and there. Yeah. Oh, spot, spot, as in keeper size. Uh, nah, I wouldn't call them keeper size, but well, hey, Billy, you know my you know my proclivities. <laughs> I eat sun, I eat little sunfish. <laughs> you know where I'm coming. And Billy, I understand a flounder bite, uh, Ocean City Reef areas like that, and you still have some in the inlet. What's the dealio? Yeah, we do it. We have uh, the, the reefs are doing pretty good. You're doing the GE in the Ocean City Reef. Certain days, you know, it's gotten flat the last few days, so the fish have moved a little bit better inshore, so the mm-hmm. Ocean City Reef's been pretty good. But before that, you had to get a little deeper uh, out in the GE, and even the AC Reef had some big fish on it. Oh, yeah, Bill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Even here, our inlets. Here, here, our inlets yeah. and back bays are still producing. You always get that little run in August. It always seems the big fish will move back in the bays to feed uh-huh. up again. And we seem to be in that little spot right now for the last 10 days or so. So seeing some good-sized uh, fluke coming out today. Uh, now, Billy, the fluke, what's been hot, I told the guy this. People may, the, some color, it's called, it's a new gulp color. It's your chicken curry or curry chicken or something curry like that. Curry chicken. And one uh-huh. guy said to me, how does this work? I said, did you not know, <clears throat> did you not know that Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi, was a fierce fluke fisherman? It was named after him. They watched says, yeah, the Bay of Bengal loaded with fluke. Guy bought five packs. There you go. <laughs> there you go, right. But, Billy, I noticed right there, too, the boats again. Bill, what is it by that Pier 4, that buoy, you know, where the, uh, that restaurant, the Pier 4, the hotel, and the crab trap? Is that oh, yeah, that's, a boat? That's the back end of the ship channel. Back oh, end of the ship channel man. always produces fish. I, I saw a fish come in a boat. There had to be every bit of four to five pounds, Billy. That's a great yeah. area because it goes from real shallow to real deep. You got lots of little areas, you lots of drop offs, lots of ledges. It's it's a great little area back there to fish, even up on the flats too. Okay, Bill. Before I let you go, the Rush Chatting Bridge at night going over there. Some guys under that bridge at night. They're weak fish back there. I mean, this is night night, like ten, eleven o'clock. What's the deal? Uh, more stripers than fish. Okay, ba- okay. Got some yeah. bass back There's there. There's a lot of stripers in the back bay right now at night. I saw some guys really all the way around were past Weak Fish Creek. You know, I, I did, a, I did a, like two or three drive-bys. You know me. I'm not going to get out and get eaten by mosquitoes. But, but right around the, you know, where the channel hugs that edge, you're right around. There were guys there. You can see their headlamps. So there are bass. Any keeper size you're hearing? Yeah, I actually have seen. Not a lot, but there are some. Um, okay. I know my neighbor caught one the other night, 32 inches. Oh. That was a nice fish. Okay, Billy, I'll let you go. Give that, give that phone number website. Listen, Fanatics Marine Supply. What's it? Go, Billy, go. What do you got? Go, 609-398-BAIT, and then on our website at fanatics.com. Okay, Billy, we'll see you this week, man. Take care. All right, Tom. Okay, people, too fired up, too fired up. Leanne Lopez coming up, deep-dropping daytime swords. You're tuned in to Rack and Fin Radio, 5 to 6 a.m. on Talk Radio, WPG 95.5 FM and WPG 1450 AM. Streaming live in that slot, WPG 1450.com. And from 7 to 8 a.m., you're locked into 50,000 mega Far-reaching watts of the Rack and Fin radio message, 7 to 8 a.m., 97.3 ESPN-FM. Streaming live, 97.3 ESPN.com. Okay, man, hold on. Deep drop in swords. Boo, this is the challenge. Rack and Fin radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download Rack and Fin radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of August 22nd and 23rd now. As I mentioned earlier, we're in the studio a day early. We have me and the lovely Dee Marie have a, okay, you don't want to put it out there. She said, babe, don't put it out in the universe because you jinx it. I'm the eternal jinx. You know what I mean? But a weekend of doing some camping and some fishing. So we're actually in the studio Friday and hope to make a little run over there to the Cat Country studio and visit with John for a little bit. But we're talking about, right now it's tournament time. We know that with the Mid-Atlantic going on. Now, as of Friday morning here, I'll tell you, the money is in the Calcutta. So a friend of mine does their PR, Jeff Merrill, known Jeff for 100,000 years, it seems. Now, for the Mid-Atlantic tournament at Cape May and also in Ocean City, Maryland, the total amount of winnings, possible purse winnings, comes to an amazing $4 million. $74,430 people to catch fish. <laughs> to, hey, you get 100,000, 300,000 to catch a bass. What's a bass? A big sunfish in fresh water. But some intensity going on. A 95-pound white marlin was weighed. That's a huge weight. That's a huge weight. A 489-pound blue as of uh, Friday morning this morning. Only one blue was bought to the scales, a 400-pound minimum. 129-pound yellowfin, a 189-pound big eye. Now, see, these guys and gals are sharp. They know because the big eye should be north there. They know where they are now. I'm pretty sure they're hitting the southern canyons. A 46-pound mahi and Captain Dean, the dream Lambros. Shout out to the canyon runner crew out there. He's uh, you're still on the leaderboard. Uh, first place, a 42-pound wahoo. What seemingly lost in the mix now with all this tournament craze going on. And again, the yellowfin are going bats. I mean, I haven't seen yellowfin bite like this. And the bluefin, but it'll taper it off a little bit. They're, they're pretty much moved north. Now we're waiting for the longfin to get in. What about the swords? What about the swordfish? The enigma of the offshore angler. Now, swordfish, we all know. Swordfish steaks, probably the best eating in the ocean. And I've had to make them. I've had the thresher pretty close, but they ain't swords, man. Trust me on this. Now, that's always been traditionally more of a night bite sword. You can always tell, well, beside the sword, naturally, their eyeballs are huge. So they can see down in the depths during the day. They're usually anywhere from, I don't know, a thousand to three, sometimes three thousand, maybe even deeper. They come up shallower because the food moves up shallower after dark, you know, your squids and all that stuff. And I've said, I've been on a couple of boats over the years, not, re- not, not recently, recently, as in more like in the late 80s to the mid 90s, on a couple of boats targeting swords at night. We've caught them anywhere as shallow as 150 feet down to three, 350. Okay, me catching him, I gave it about five or six minutes on the rod and handed that bad boy off. These things will kick your ass. But now the past few years, it's the daylight sword fishing, the deep dropping game. I'm not talking a six, seven, eight hundred feet for tile fish, which are great fish also. I'm talking deep dropping. Again, a thousand ple- and, 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 and deeper. I mean, one, I saw one report, a guy was down almost 3,000 feet. Well, put in a call to a very special guest. Sort of a long-time acquaintance, considering how young she is, is Captain Leanne Lopez, currently stationed out of, I guess, Ship Bottom right now, but she's also down at the University of Miami and down there, and she is kicking ass down there as well. In fact, I spoke to George Poveroma the other day. I told him I was going to have Leanne on. He says, good choice, Tom P. Leanne was on the Saltwater Sportsman Seminar Panel in Atlantic City uh, this past February. She rocked the house. Come to find out, she is an ace on the daytime deep dropping for swordfish game. Doing it in Florida, and now she's doing it up here. So I put in a call to Lee. I said, Captain Leanne, come on, Rackenville. Let's talk. There's just something different here. Not many people do it because it is, it, one, it's an extreme challenge. The equipment, finding the fish, doing the, the drift, the troll, whatever you want to do it the correct way. But then on hookup, Electric reel or no electric reel, like George Poverome likes a Penn uh, International 50. He wants a hookup. He disengaged and cranks it up by hand. Good for you, George. I know you're listening. You're going to be listening on a podcast. Good for you. That ain't for me. Well, you're, you're two years younger than me, so you could probably do it. But it is an intriguing game, very challenging and very fulfilling. Captain Lee Ann Lopez, thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin this morning. How are you? I'm doing great, Tom. How are you? Glad to have you up in Jersey for a while, young lady. How are things down there in the Sunshine State, though? As we speak, you're heading back when? I'm actually already back in Miami right now. You're in my- Oh, well, see, listen, I called on the cell. I see nine zero out of three. That's in Jersey. When did you, when did you depart? 
Um, I left a little bit over a week ago, probably more like two weeks ago. I've been down here so far for school. Well, uh, you're at the University of Miami. What's the dealio with the classes now? Virtual or a hybrid? What's 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 happening? If there's a hybrid, if I have say four classes in a day, I go to I actually have in person class once a day, and mm-hmm. then the rest are online. And your major is? I'm majoring in exercise physiology, and I'm on the pre med track. And you, you know, I, listen, I think the GPA last uh, last semester was there somewhere in the three point eight range, Lopez. Yeah, yes, it was not bad, but it's below the four zero Lopez standard. So I'm holding you to that, Leanne. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Okay, Leanne, again, congratulations. Uh, Leanne Lopez just received her 100-ton uh, master's captain's license, and she's been a licensed charter captain now for a year. Leanne, I have to ask you, what made you get – now, I, I know you do the Marlin. I know you do the – what's the boat you run up here, a 50-footer, 56-footer, or something like that? Um, this past summer, I ran a 36 bertram called the Nora Angela out oh. of East Haven, New Jersey. 36, 56 with day. It's bigger. It's, it's bigger than my Coleman Craw Daddy. People get it. So, Elena, you've done the tuna game, the, the yellowfin, the big eye, the wild, the whole bit. What made you get into the sword fight? Um, I really got into sword fishing when I came down to Florida last fall, and I went sword fishing once, and I was hooked. And then from that day, we I almost went sword fishing every Sunday. You did that every Sunday on purpose. Yes. Listeners, the follies of youth. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's certainly strong enough to handle it. Well, Leanne, let's 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 go into rather the daytime sword fishing game. Again, nighttime listeners, the fish come up, they're following the squids, the little tuna, whatever, that go up towards the surface as, you know, after dark. They feel safer, I guess. And the swordfish follow them. But Leanne, during the day, these things drop really deep. What's the deepest you found them? like 2,000 feet of water. 2,000 feet. Does that show up on electronics? I mean, what kind of electronics do you have? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It'll show up on the sonar. In Florida, you normally fish to them from like 1,500 to 1,900 feet. And then in New Jersey, it's a little bit shallower. It's like 1,100 feet to 1,600 feet of water. Okay, Leanne, the, the average size. Now, let's, let's talk Jersey here. The average size of the swords uh, you've seen uh, in the two to three hundred pound range, bigger? No, I'd say your average sword that you're going to catch is probably like a hundred to one hundred and twenty pounds. But normally, you're going to catch swords from seventy to two hundred, and then if you get one over two hundred, that's like a big sword. That is a uh, shout out to Captain Steve Bent on Free Spirit Sport Fishing. I believe he's out of Margate right now, but he's usually uh, in the spring and fall. He's back down there at Uch's Marina. I was a guest with Joe Kennedy. Hey, Joe, long-time friend, long-time no-see. He was a rep at the time, and he had uh, one of his accounts was Pelagic, you know, the clothing wear. And they were down, and we went out on his – I was, I was a you know, useless guest on a swordfish trip. And we went out of, uh, I guess, Margate and then out, and there was a hookup. Captain Bob Cope was also on a boat. Out of, he's with uh, Full Ahead Charters. And, Liam, there was a hookup. The fish ended up at the scale being about 180, 190 pounds. That had to be, Liam, the strongest fish I have ever seen. Now, Bent and Kennedy and, you know, Cope, these are big, strong guys. And they were mm-hmm. they were getting some grunts going, Leanne. That was, Absolutely. that was something. And it's a very, very precise game. Again, it was during the day. I said, Cap, how deep we fishing? He said the same thing, Lopez. He said somewhere around 12 or 1,300 feet. So you said that I went back in the cabin and cracked the core's light. I said, eh, "This ain't my game." But Lee, where are we expecting to find these fish now? Over structure, canyon edges. What's the dealio? Um, canyon edges. Um, with like more advanced sonar options, you can sometimes you can get this, um, like bottom scanning option. And normally, when you you look for kind of like mountains and valleys in the canyon, and normally, swordfish and fish like snowy grouper and like large and larger golden tile mm-hmm. will live in the side of like mountains like right. 1300 feet down are they are they sedentary or are they on the move at that depth or are they constantly you know constantly searching out prey um they're actually pretty sedentary okay place in new jersey so you you find a spot now you're drifting a spot you locate them you circle back. Listen, it's a trolling. I, from what I've read, Leanne, it's a trolling game. It's not trolling as we know it. 
Describe the process now. You're dropping. Let's get to the tackle first. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The tackle that George Poveroma uses, he says, is 50 international with the braid, et cetera, et cetera. And I've seen things where hook up to electric reels, you know, the, the rods with the bent, you know, bent handles up. What are you, or what would you recommend rather for the uh, swordfish bite up here? Um, for a daytime farming. Sorting. Daytime I sword, recommend yeah. using an LP and then eighty pound grade. You have about ten thousand revs of that's that's how it counts, like one revolutions. Um so you have an eighty pound grade and then you're going to have a hundred and fifty foot, two hundred, two hundred and fifty pound leader and ten feet into that leader you're gonna go wax loop and on that loop you've got a clip clip on your weight in New Jersey there's not much current so your weight is normally going to be six to eight pounds possibly ten hold it hold then, it hold it hold it people I don't catch fish anywhere near that big and she's using that <laughs> using that for the singers are these breakaway leads breakaway weights no okay no these are not breakaway leads um you clip your lead on and then you go 120 feet down from there, at the end of that leader, you put a ball burn, and that's really important because when the fish, when you're fighting the fish, the fish is turning and twisting and rotating, and if right. you can't, if there's no ball bearing swivel, everything will get tangled really easily. What size ball so, bearing swivel? It's a 250-pound okay. size ball bearing swivel. And then from there, you crimp on about a 10-foot leader of 300-pound test with your bait, and your bait is any kind of, like, belly. You could be squid. Mahi belly, bonita belly, honestly, anything that will, like, swim well in the water. Mm-hmm. Obviously, baits like bonita and mahi will hold up better than squid because once a squid gets hit, you have to put a new squid on or rebrand right. a new one. Now that you're talking, um, like, the whole Cali squid, the 10, 12, 14-inch squids? The, yeah. The, the big stuff? Okay. Now, how long are these strip baits? I mean, you're using a whole, say, little bonita using a whole fish? No, you just say... They just fillet one side, okay, and then you fold it over, and then you maybe cut the tail. So then the tail is open, kind of like a butterfly value. It's like kind of looks similar. Um, and then you normally put like a skirt over the top of it. Okay. Any particular? I mean, I, I see stuff too about uh, the the iridescent skirts and you know, with the fluorescence, a uh, silum light sticks. Is that part of the game, Leanne? Um, there is a section of that, but honestly, I. We do not use any fluorescent skirts. Actually, the best skirt that we use is just black or black and purple. And mm-hmm. there are three lights, and the three lights go in to go on your 150 foot leader right before you put your barrel swivel on, and you're going to space them out 15 feet apart with just like a bridling rubber mm-hmm. band. Captain Leanne Lopez, rub against a hard breaker, and hang in for another segment. And also, listeners, Leanne. Captain Leanne Lopez will grace us with a quick but devastatingly delicious uh, swordfish steak recipe at the conclusion of the program. Grab that cup, grab that rebel, be right back. Rack and Finn Radio Captain Leanne Lopez. Topic is deep dropping daytime swords. I mean, I'm just now I'm gonna have to charter boat now. I'm gonna have to do this. This is I'm just too impulsive. Be right back. Rack and Finn Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Want to know the secret to a great backyard barbecue this summer? The fresh selection of great food at Acme. With our famous Lancaster brand USDA choice beef, fresh flaky fish, tender chicken, succulent shrimp, and the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables, we've got all your outdoor grilling needs covered. Find great summer deals all season long at Acme. Get fresh store packaged boneless skinless chicken breasts, three pounds or more, $1.99 a pound. And Kellogg's cereal or Pop-Tarts, $1.99 each when you buy four. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I heard from the incredibly lovely Madison Batson. Shout out to Madison there in Center City, Philly, with her, her cool boyfriend, fiance, whatever, Sean Quinn. You talk about an ace wildlife photographer and pretty good electrician, too. This guy's amazing. She calls up and says, hey, Mom, to my lovely Dee Marie, Tom P., Apple iTunes podcast. Wow, when did he do that? She asked me, I said, I, I don't know. But anyone who want to get in a podcast, easiest way is to download the WPG Talk Radio app. It's free for droids and iPhones. Click on the podcast button right in the middle of the screen. And from there, you can listen uh, to Rack and Fin anytime or download the podcast. Another way uh, to get your podcast of Rack and Fin is to go to WPGTalkRadio.com and tap on Listen Now. Within the Listen Live Play, you can click on Rack and Fin to access the shows now. 
going on three months in the podcast mode. I, I sort of like that. So many times, Tom P, we're in the woods, we're in a tree, we're on a boat. You're out of your signal. Well, now you can check Rack and Fin anytime. We're speaking with Captain Lee Ann Lopez, just received her 100-ton master's captain's license, and she's been a charter captain now for oh, a little bit over a year. A very seasoned, 19 years young, and she is kicking ass on a tuna front, the the, the uh, billfish front, and we're talking, and the wild, she does all that stuff, and we're talking swordfish, the daytime deep-dropping swordfish. So, Captain Lopez, now we you have all the connection there. One thing, we re, before we get to the selection of baits again, I just want to key on that again. Hook size, what are you using? Circles, what size? Triple extra strong, four times extra strong. What's the deal for the metal? Uh, we're using 11OJ hooks. 11OJ, any particular uh, brand? Um, Pakula is our favorite brand. You can use Mustang. Pakula hooks are more on the expensive side. They're like four hooks for $30, but they work really well. Yeah, when you're talking swordfish, you're talking all that money for a swordfish charter. What's, what's an extra few dollars for a hook? Now, then you mentioned leader. Hard mono, fluoro. Which, which fluoro. is it? Fluoro. Any particular mm-hmm. reason why I know the, the I know the 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 swordfish tend to twist when they fight. I mean, again, the leader length has something to do with that. Is it the abrasion resistance? Does the invisibility factor, the light refraction, matter that deep? Yeah, no, it does absolutely. We only really use the fluoro for the last ten feet of the okay. bait. Mm-hmm. Now to the baitsley again. As, as I said off air, charter guys. I know a few of them swear when, it's, when it comes to sword. Again, this is mostly at night, listeners. For, they swear by the squids. I guess at night the squids come up to the light, and there are mountains and spire points I'm all over the place. But you're saying any fresh strip bait will, will tempt a sword pretty much? Yeah, no, absolutely. In New Jersey, squids are highly recommended, but you can definitely catch them on bonita bellies, any kind of belly, anything that swims well. It's really about it's like how it swims and then it doesn't spin. Mm-hmm. Lee, the, the take of a swordfish now, the, the rods in particular, you know, very stout, I get that, but a softer tip, go into the take of a sword. When you're talking 1,000 to 2,000 feet, what do you actually see on the rod action? You'll see normally just the, t- like, very tip of the top of the rod just kind of bend. And then when you see uh, there? Hold on, okay, Leanne, a little, little momentary break here. Technical glitch. Uh, Miss Leanne, Miss Captain Leanne Lopez is down there in Miami. So, Leo had a little glitch here. So, I was asking you to, the take of a swordfish. What do you see on that rod tip? What happens? Honestly, the rod tip just bends a like, little bit. You actually have to watch it pretty carefully. Most of the time, sometimes the swordfish will totally just kind of like wallop on there and the whole rod will bend and you'll know most of the time it's actually a really subtle bite okay and in that case when they when the tip of the rod just bends a little bit then you'll drop the weight all the way back to the bottom to set the hook and then you'll reel up and then in the first couple seconds of reeling up you'll know if you actually hooked him or not okay now when you say reel up you're using electric reels is that I'm pretty much the game reels. yeah i'm using an lp yeah it's I really have not met anyone who daytimes on a conventional reel because you have to drop it so far down. You hear that, Poveromo? <laughs> I bet George's. I bet his eyes just lit up. Well, Leanne, again, getting getting into that strike zone. You start like again drifting over the area. What's involved with that? Yeah, I hear things about for for uh, daytime swords, bump trolling, all that stuff. What's the actual pattern? Um, in New Jersey, you don't actually have to do much bumping because there's no current. But in Florida, you have to drive into the current because it's a very strong north current. Mm-hmm. But in New Jersey, we normally just back up to our line. And sometimes you might have to drive a little bit. And most of the time, it's just backing up to your line to keep everything straight. And you want it as vertical as possible. Okay. At, now, at hook set, okay, people, we have on a swordfish. What's the next progression? I mean, hit the button, it just comes right up, or is it, you know, you're actually feeling this on the rod? Um, there are different drag. Like, obviously, you can tighten your drag on an LC, but it's a lever drag, so there's three, two, one. Uh-huh. And you normally, you set, you set the hook on, you fish it at drag three, and that's where you set the hook. And then once you set the hook and you let the fish is there, the reel will, like, 
make a lot of noise and be struggling, then you loosen your drag to two or potentially a little bit lower because you don't want there to be too much drag and you to like pop your hookup. So yep. you loosen the drag a little bit and it'll take longer to fight your fish, but you have a much greater chance of actually landing your fish, especially big fish. We, cause you don't know where they're hooked. A lot of the times the fish are snagged. So you want to loosen that. Mm-hmm. You send your drag, so that would be a much higher percentage of actually landing your fish. So like, we hooked our 350, that was our big one, and that fish we fought at like one and a half drag, and it's the only way we would have gotten it because we got to the fish, uh-huh. the hook was barely in its mouth. Whoa. So, oh, yeah. The yeah, listeners were speaking to Captain Leanne Lopez. Topic is... Daytime deep dropping for swords, growing slowly but surely in popularity here in Jersey. Now with all the big major billfish tournaments and tuna tournaments still going on, the swordfish, that bite should last, uh, what do you think, Lee, up here, probably through September? No, actually, the best time to go swordfishing in New Jersey is October. October? Okay, so listen, you're getting getting incredible heads up from one of the best out there. Despite her young age, she has the experience Florida and in New Jersey. Now, one of the things, Leanne, I heard when I was speaking about doing this deep dropping, yeah, Tom P, really Fs up the fish when they bring them up. How do they release them? What do they do? Well, listen, just for your little little fish biology here, swordfish are impervious to pressure change, it seems. Now, I've spoken to fisheries biologists with this, Leanne. You bring them up, too small, not, not what we want. And let them go, and they're none the worse for wear. Are you finding that same? Um, honestly, I think that they are very sensitive to the pressure chain, especially like once when you're fighting the fish and they end up the thermocline about 300 to 220 feet. That thermocline, they are very sensitive, and especially our bigger fish have always struggled to get in between. Like they've climbed that thermocline, okay, they've gotten partially through it probably at least seven to ten times you're fighting a big fish because they are so sensitive to that pressure change right there. But, the, uh, on re- well, the big fish you're going to keep anyway, correct? Correct. So, again, uh, with this, this actually two biologists have told me that uh, the smaller ones, that they're going to, they're, the survival rate's very high. It's not like a sea bass you bring it up from 100 feet or something. Well, at least that's the one. Oh, yeah, no, that, they're yeah, going to survive. Those yeah, things aren't going to die when you bring up smaller swordfish up. And I'll, and I'll tell you, the end game now, Leanne, you have 150, 200 pound plus swordfish boat side. What happens? <laughs> so you have someone driving because most of the time the person in the boat is going to have to be circling the fish and you want to keep the boat obviously a little bit ahead of the fish, but more in the corner. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have one person on the reel. Once your LP gets to double zero, which means that you've reached your leader mm-hmm. it'll automatically stop reeling so then someone's going to have to like press those buttons in order to engage to, to the reel to keep to taking in line and then you're going to have one person on the harpoon and you're going to work together to catch the boat on say like the port side to get the fish on the port side of the boat and to circle him and when he's about 10 10 10 15 feet away from the boat you're going to have a person stopping with the harpoon jesus lopez i'm exhausted just listening to that it's like a military maneuver it's definitely teamwork. It's never like one person caught the swordfish. It's definitely a crewman's effort. Okay, listen, just to add something to the to the uh, program here, the swordfish season in Jersey is year-round. Uh, the minimum size is 47-inch lower drill fork length if the head is naturally attached or 25 clythrum to caudal keel if the head has been removed. For anglers, one per person. No more than four per vessel per trip. For charter vessels, one per per paying passenger. No more than six per vessel per trip. For headboat vessels, one per paying passenger. No more than 15 per vessel trip. Swordfish, tuna, and sharks require the H and HMS permit when fishing in federal waters three to 200 nautical miles from the shore. Permits refer to NOAA go 888-872-8862. Now, talking swordfish land, endgame, you have that thing on. It's brought up. What, you know, it's on the deck. What happens now? Is it instantly killed? Is it iced? What happens? Um, normally, you keep the swordfish in the water, especially the bitter ones. You keep them in a little bit of water. Keep them in on the side of the boat to oh. kill them, to let the blood rush out. Because, honestly, you don't want a 300-pound swordfish freaking out. Because the bill <laughs> yeah. is actually extremely dangerous. Mm-hmm. The smaller one you can bring on the boat and just unhook it, take a picture, put it back in the water. But the bigger ones, we normally tail rope them, let them sit there for maybe like five, ten minutes. We'll get everything cleaned up on right. the boat. 
And then normally uh, on the express boats up in New Jersey are the big boats down in the Keys. You'll bring them to the tuna door. If not, normally I fish on center consoles in the Florida. Mm-hmm. Normally we take a couple guys and take like three gas. You're after, wait, 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 you crazy kids. You're after these things with center consoles. No, okay. Actually, I have a good argument for center consoles. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Let me hear it, Lopez. We cruise at 50 miles an hour. So if I'm in Miami, I can get to Key Largo in an hour. So I can basically go wherever I want in very little time. Well, you <laughs> I was mistaken. For some reason, I thought she was on one of these sport fishing yachts. But that 36 you were running this summer here, pretty much the same dealio. Yeah. You're out to the canyons in a flash, relatively yeah, no, speaking. That, that <laughs> boat cruised about 26, 28 knots, so definitely better than going 20 knots. So we got to the canyon in normally three and a half hours on a long run. That's a that's not that's not bad at all. Well, Ian, in Jersey canyons where would you recommend for a crack at a sword during the day any particular areas you, you've been fishing give it up young lady um, give it up normally <laughs> um a lot of sports fish are raised in the baltimore i know that yep. um you really have to like know someone to get your spot but um if you really just look at the contour on like a more advanced charting mm-hmm. you really just need to try spots and look for kind of underwater mountains. But normally the southern con- the, the southern canyons have been doing better. That's just because, yeah. because the water is a little bit warmer for them. But in October, they'll be in all the canyons. But there's all the fish, all the swordfish that I've caught have been down south. Okay, Leanne, question Thank now you. as far as, you know, the tuna bite's been insane. The, well, the big guys, again, the computer's still getting caught in the mid-Atlantic, whatever. Big guys are just like real moody, but the yellowfin, the bluefin have been crazy. Sword fishing is an entirely different game. I mean, you're not going to be getting four, five, six, seven fish per day, pretty much. Is that is that a correct assessment? One or two? I mean, is that is that normal? Yeah, if you get two, you're doing really good. If you okay. get one, it, like, it makes the trip worth it. But you're still doing really well. Like they're elusive. They're really difficult to catch. A lot of people do, and it's very new to fishermen so sometimes yeah. you're gonna go out there and you're gonna get nothing just like tuna fishing but yeah normally you're not going to get more than two if you do then you're doing fantastic okay joe's on the rackfin line this morning <clears throat> we're actually we're in the studio early but this is being broadcast the 22nd of saturday of august already captain leanne lopez topic is daytime dropping for sorts captain could you hang in for one more segment one one or two more questions in that quick recipe is that a dealio Okay, let's just stay right there. Grab that cup, grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and fin right with me, Tom P. And Captain Leanne Lopez. Be right back. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. I'm Carmen Roberts. Two tropical storms, Laura and Marco, are headed for the Gulf of Mexico. Marco may become a hurricane. Potential impacts early next week, anywhere from uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, into most of the coast of Texas. Meteorologist Dave Roberts with the National Hurricane Center. Federal prosecutors charge former Army Green Beret Peter Raphael Jablinski Debens of Virginia with spying for Russia. And the National Zoo in D.C. gets a special delivery, a baby giant panda. The Smithsonian's panda cam capturing every moment of the birth of this new panda. The birth's something of a miracle since it was believed Mei Shang could have trouble conceiving because she's considered a senior panda at the age of 22 years. Fox's Jill Nado, America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Overnight it'll be humid with a spotty shower, the low around 70. Humid on Saturday with an afternoon thunderstorm, high 84. Saturday night mostly cloudy, low 71. Warm and humid Sunday with an afternoon thunderstorm in spots, high 86. Monday quite warm and humid with some sun, high 89. I'm AccuWeather's Carol Babinski on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Joining us is Captain Leanne Lopez. Topic is deep, deep dropping daytime swordfish. Before we get to this, just a simple, great recipe. You will really, you're going to want to go out, get a boat, and get outfitted for swordfish after this one. Uh, one question I want to ask, Captain Leanne, on, we mentioned the reels, mentioned the line, the braid, the mono, the fluorocarbon leader, et cetera, what have you. 
swordfish rods. Are there rods per se built for swordfish? I know there's a guy here. Uh, I've known him for a couple of hundred years. Uh, shameless plug here, but uh, Kevin Bogan up there in Brielle. I mean, he's a rod master. Are there specific rods for swordfish? Is there a type that will uh, fill the bill? What do you th- Pardon the pun. Fill the bill. What do you think? There are specialty swordfish rods made by Kevin Bogan and others like Archive Oil and things like that. Mm-hmm. You can actually go to any rod builder, any like advanced tackle store and ask that asset looking for a rod to go sword fishing with and they'll hook you up with the right rod and reel okay. and everything that you need. The rods that I've used, some one is a Kevin Bogan rod and the ones that I've used in Florida are mm-hmm. a specialty rod for swordfish or a rod that does the job, and we've caught plenty of swordfish on them. Okay, what, go into specifics and length, powers, but what, what's the deal? Um, normally, your swordfish rods are going to be like six foot. Some can be shorter. So only um, six foot? Like be, yeah, some like Man. it to be <laughs> shorter, some like it longer, but the, wow. some people like it longer because it might be easier to see the swordfish bite if you okay. have a longer ride. Um, it might be a little bit more flexible, and seeing the bite might okay. be easier. Well, okay, Leanne. Let's get to let's get to the recipe. Listen, you see swordfish, you can buy it, you know, fish markets, you know, shoppers, whatever. But the fr- the the s- fresh swordfish is is incomparable. Leanne, you have some fresh swordfish steaks. What do you do off the boat? What do you do? Um, there's not whoever's flying them plays them well. There's a lot of meat on swordfish, and you can get a lot out of them. And then I would cut them into about three-and-a-quarter-inch steaks, and I would freeze them that way because normally in a swordfish, you're going to have a lot of meat. And then I would marinate them in soy sauce and a little bit of freshly cut ginger overnight. And then okay. yeah. whenever you want whenever you want to cook them, I'd do a really good grill, get a good sear on them, and I would just flip them twice. So you don't want to continue to flip the surface. Make sure the one side is cooked well, flip it over. You have really nice burn marks. Okay, now Leanne, are you talking gas grill or charcoal grill? Does it make a difference as long as you see those see, those sear marks, those those grill marks? Yeah, as long as you see marks, I use gas. I use a gas grill. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some guys who use a smoker, and that makes it a little bit smoky. So it's kind of whatever what's whatever is your preference. Okay, Leanne, now you mentioned the marinate. Now I see recipes marinate in a glass dish or marinate in a, in a resealable plastic bag for whatever reason. Does that make a difference that you found? I try to follow a yeah. recipe to a T. And I guess, and and sometimes I'm worried about if I don't do it exactly right, it's going to come out messed up. What do you think? What do you do? (laughs) Um, I think the key is that the entire filet has to be covered in the Mm. marinade. There you go. So if you have to use a deep glass bowl and that the entire filet is covered in the marinade, that's what you have to do. And if it works better in a plastic bag, but the entire fish should be covered and that'll like make it absorb the most liquid. Okay, Captain, I'm going to sidewind you here. Now, what do you have with your perfectly grilled swordfish? You have a salad. What do you do? Um, I normally have, like, some arugula salad and then a fresh vegetable. I don't really want something heavy with swordfish uh-huh. because I feel like it'll take away. Like, swordfish just is a very elegant fish, and it's not something to be fried or battered. Thank God so somebody finally something. said it. Somebody finally said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, something to go with it that makes the swordfish like the star of the dish. Lopez, you kill me with the arugula. Even though I'm Italian listeners, what a pretentious vegetable. What is arugula? Oh, we have arugula. That's all right, Lopez. <laughs> we'll work on it. Captain Lopez, before I let you go, the conservation end of things, I mean, they have the limits per se. I mean, they're not that numerous. So No, they're not so that numerous. So one one fish enough for the boat. Like, what, what, what guidelines do you use as a captain? Um, normally I haven't caught more than three in a day, but just make sure if you're going to, if you're going to eat the fish or if you're, you have somewhere to sell your fish, then, then keep it. But don't ever waste swordfish. If if your crew just wants X amount of meat and you catch two, let it go. And if you catch a smaller one and you just think that oh, I'm not going to get caught, let it go. It needs to grow bigger. Sure. Like if the surface grows bigger, it's going to reproduce and there's going to be more of the species. Captain Leanne Lopez, well said. Now, when do you do back in Jersey? Will you be up for an October swordfish party? You'll be too involved with the school by then. Um, it depends on actually what happens if we end up staying here or not. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping to get one trip 
up home if I can. I would like to go daytime sorting in October for sure. Yeah. Okay, Captain Leanne Lopez on Rack and Fin Riddle, deep dropping swords. Hope people you learned something. I did. I learned a lot. I learned one thing. I'm going to the fish market and get and get my swordfish. <laughs> going all the way out to the canyons on that. Captain Lopez, travel mm-hmm. safe. Best of the family. And now kind of fishing you're going to be doing. What a photo with those red snappers, young lady. Those were nice. Absolutely. What Now, mm-hmm. what did you do for those? Just jigs? What? Um, okay. The picture I sent you, those were actually mutton snappers. Oh, we mutton. We fishing for those on Monday. Well, they look like red. What's it? They're, mutt, red, they're all red to me. And they all, <laughs> they all taste great. How deep are you catching those? Um, we shot those at about 60 feet of water. Oh, you were, uh, oh, you were spear fishing? Yes. So wait, you're nailing a fish, you're in Florida, and you're dragging it around, it's bleeding, and there's sharks around. Lopez, are you nuts? No, I'm not. There's <laughs> a method. You stand up on a float bag, so they're away from you. Uh, <laughs> well, Leanne, best of you and your family. How's Captain Cool Ray Lopez? He's doing fantastic. I think he's actually offshore right now. Hey, I, li- listen. I hope he's doing well. And you're, when the hell's a mahi bike going to start? Soon. Yeah, man, that is that that is my thing. Okay, Captain, travel safe. Hope to see you maybe uh, September, October. You take care. Thanks again. Thank you. See you. Captain Leanne Lopez. Now, I've known her when she was, I guess, seven or eight, maybe nine. And she's running around the Miss Leanne sport fishing the first boat. I mean, she's t- cleaning up, tying knots, filleting fish. Amazing. Here she is, 19 years old with her master's license. And she's deep dropping swords here in Jersey. She'll be up again, hopefully, to do it again in September, October. And she's doing it in Florida. Okay, I hope you learned some swordfish to me. Elegant fish, great fish. They are the beasts. If you want to know something about swordfish, again, I'm not a fan of the the tactic. Oh, it's under heavy regulation now. This book was out in the mid to late 90s. Remember all the stuff about the swordfish? Boy, these chefs, these butthole chefs. Oh, they know fisheries conservation. Remember boycott swordfish? Remember that? pretentious buttholes, especially in New York and Philly, Chicago. These, oh, God. Anyway, check out The Hungry Ocean by Linda Greenlaw. I, believe, I don't know if she's back doing the doing the, the long line thing again, but it's an incredible, a very intriguing book. And it goes into the swordfish, what's involved with it. And she has a section in there where she describes this fight with the mother of all swordfish, the biggest she's ever seen. She said the eye was the size of a big grapefruit. This fish was probably... I don't know, maybe the way she described it, maybe a, close to 1,000 pounds. I mean, they do get that big, I guess. I don't know, but what a what an incredible book. And gives you a new appreciation. When you go to the shop, right, you go to your fish, right, yeah, give me a couple of swordfish steaks there. What's involved with it? Okay, man, be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Let's get to some fishing reports, man. Things are happening. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Seize the deal, WPG has teamed up with Seize the Deal for incredible weekly offers from some fantastic local restaurants. Here's this week's big deal. Get a $50 gift card, good for use at Pork Island Grill, 34th and Asbury in Ocean City, for just $25. This great deal is on sale now at SeizeTheDeal.com. This deal will sell quickly. For more info on this Seize the Deal offer, tap on the WPG Talk Radio app. Download Rack and Fin Radio as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You're back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of August 22nd and 23rd is announced earlier. We're in the studio a day early because we're going to be away this weekend doing some fishing, man. That was Captain Lee Ann Lopez, deep dropping daytime swords. In Jersey, okay, they're actually going to be going a little south right now down to the Baltimore, but they will be up here in the Hudson and areas like that. I'll tell you, that's that 100 square and that west wall of the Hudson when it comes to swords a little later, a little later, maybe the middle of September kicks off. I want to give people a heads up and some leeway on that. Get ready. Swords will kick your ass. Okay, electric reels, eh, it's still the thing practical, but as George Poveroma said, he's Tom P. I do them with the 50 internationals in a harness. God bless you. Let's see what's happening around Atlantic City. Some hot fishing. I understand there's triggers out there. There's sheep's head out there. There's stripers at night out there. There's also flounder, a.k.a. fluke, up the wazoo out there. Who better to fill us in? 
Noel Feliciano, one-stop bait and tackle there in AC. Noel, K Pasa, brother, what is the bite? It's triple banging in AC. You forgot a couple banging. Triple banging in AC, my brother. Yes, right. That's right. Let me tell you something. Not because we're in Atlantic City. We have one of the best fisheries on land. Best spots that you can come off on land. The jetties, the beach, the boardwalk, the fishing piers, the sea ball. And we have one of the best fisheries around in the state of New Jersey. Your rod will definitely bend with something. Yeah, They're yeah. catching kingfish. They're catching spots. Time out, no time. Time fish. out, no well. I was just going to say three, four, five people told me this past week the kingfish, the royals down by AC. It's nuts. It's, it's been phenomenal with that species. Uh, that's what keeps the whole summer alive. Whoa. Uh, between the spots and the kingfish, the royals were big. They're really nice fish. Yeah. Really good eating. Please, cloud pre- cloud c- crowd pleasers and uh, on blood worms and fresh bunker. Not fresh bunker. Uh, fresh uh, bloods. Bloods. Yeah. The uh, fish bites and uh, the shrimp. And that'll yeah. catch all the above. But honestly, uh, they're catching weak fish in between them. Yep. You're starting yep. to see them yep. come back around. Uh, you know, uh, 13 to 14 inch weak fish is. It's still small. By the time you take the head and the tail, I think they should raise that up to around 18 myself personally. But you just lost some friends. <laughs> well, uh, honestly, uh, they, 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 they should stop the fishery completely on that one and just yeah. catch and release on them. But uh, honestly, the, the fishing's been really extremely great with Tog and the trigger fish. Uh, the trigger fish are humongous. There you are, no one yeah. stop. Go under one-stop bait AC. Don't think I'm blowing smoke in your ears because yeah. all this stuff is in proof and colors and videos and pictures. And every week I do that with these fishing uh, video reports that I do daily. Yep. And it keeps people up to par what's going on with AC. Not just with uh, ACs, not just casinos. We're surrounded with water with a crabbing situation this year. has been super epic on Route 30 or 40. Right, yeah. Whitehorse Pike. No, well, I haven't seen crabbing like this since probably 2005, 6 or 7, somewhere in there. It's nuts. You're you're, you're absolutely right, and uh, I could put you on a spot on that. I was thinking about taking my mom out uh, this week on that note because it's been super epic. Uh, Usually high tide going out uh, has been predominantly the best time to go. Uh, If you go out, Anywhere in AC, and uh, I can guarantee you some fishing, some yeah. crabbing, and catching a good peace of mind because the epicenter of fishing is here. Not because I'm here, but it's just a yeah. lot of different species of fish that a lot of people think, oh, that's not there, that's not there. But these pictures and everything, and I only get a minute of the, right. the, the fish that they actually catch, and not even a 1% that I actually post up on Facebook that what really catches. The flounder situation this year has been super epic. Uh, this year has been phenomenal compared to last year. It took it out the box and right out the ballpark. Right, uh, yeah. With a grand slam with this one. Uh, it's a shame to say that, you know, next month it's going to be closing already. Yeah, because well, yeah. <laughs> less than, just, less than where, where four weeks. Go? Yeah. And yeah, well, yeah. question, so, uh, one, back to the triggers, um, uh, my fave. Is it a green crab bite, a clam bite, fish bites, or they like meat and eat, eating anything? Let me tell you something. I honestly think you got to use meat because uh, yeah. no, the, the the crab situation and uh, the clam they they love both. Uh, they eat, eat a little bit of shrimp every once in a while, but the crab mainly they're going for tog. The tog equation. A buddy of mine went out three dozen crabs. He caught twenty fish in total. <laughs> kept switching fish out. Yeah. He caught three fish over fifteen inches, one at eighteen and one at twenty-two. So he finally kept the twenty-two. But all the rest of them, are, it, it, it's super epic. Listen, AC is uh, a hotbed. AC is the hotbed. But, well, again, some reports I'm receiving, stripers, not big, but plenty of them, uh, just yes. towards dusk and after dark and at first light, chasing a bunch. Guys are getting, some guys are getting them on, you know, streamer flies, little plugs, a gulp. What are you hearing? What's, it's, that's all true. Uh, you got to remember something. What keeps the fish here in AC and the surrounding area with these low water points in that Seacon Bay, Lakes Bay, and all these other places, the mullet situation right now, I Ooh. saw two videos of a mullet. Uh, he had eight mullets that looked like baby stripers inside the net. 
Wow. I, I just couldn't believe it. There were a lake space. Yep. So that should tell you something. This is what exactly – there's a peanut bunker. There's spearing. There's uh, – and and uh, and the mullet, that's what keeps the whole equation alive, plus mm-hmm. all the crabs, all the crustaceans, all that other stuff. Yep. That's what's keeping the striped bass. I saw the other video was even at the marina, shining lights down on top of the dock with the blue lights and those green lights, they're – and the stripers just roll around like, like yep. there's no other day, and they're there every day. Now, well, so once this, yep. let me let me run this by though. Uh, we're up against uh, actually, the show's going to be ending in a couple of minutes. For the families, want to go for some fun snapper blues and blowfish, you know, and and the kings and the the, the Lafayette, you know, the spot. Where where are some spots that a family can go? Just you know, their little rods and reels, and just have a good time. What do you think? There's 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 three different spots that come to my mind as soon as you said it because this is what I specialize in. The most important thing is when you come to AC is being safe and having family fun, and you had a good taste of Atlantic City before you leave here. That's my whole equation. So you can go up to the seawall from early in the morning to around 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock on a seawall. Caspian Avenue Point, it's called the Fishing Pier. Yeah. There's a commote. There's a bathhouse. There's a beach. Uh, there, there's a really good spot there. Uh, and in front of the... New ocean in front of the casino, and uh, I can guarantee you, Rattle Ben, your family yeah. have super good smiles on their faces. Yep, and this is what it boils down to. Noel, great job on that, uh, listeners. We're going to close it out for the week. Noel, give that Facebook page phone number, please. This is AC is on three. Noel, ready? One, two, three. AC is triple, triple banging. Bang. <laughs> and that, we're at six zero nine three four eight ninety four fifty, and we're at. In Atlantic City, New Jersey, I'm at 416 Atlantic Avenue for all your fishing needs. And we have a plenty of stock. I got over three or 400, 350 rods and reel combos between rods and Woo. reels and plenty of gulp, plenty of bucktails, plenty of spros, plenty of uh, power pro, the bait situation. This is a little tackle. And tons of bait. So that's what one stop represents. He's, he, right, so, but he, he didn't give you the warning lessons. Be ready. Wear a catcher's mask or something when you go there with a screen on because his killies will kick your ass. They oh, come yeah, out they come out after ninja killies. They come out after you, man. The minnows. They're 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 killer. <laughs> <laughs> These are suicidal minnows yeah. that die trying. So so come on down to one stop, we'll put you on a hot spot. No, well, we'll see you this week. The seawalls might he gave up my spot to seawall, but that's all right. People say, Oh, there's that fat guy, Tom P over there, man. That's him, that's him. Oh no, well, by the way, before I let you go, how is that absolutely gorgeous, beautiful little granddaughter Stella? We can't get enough of her. Uh I bought her a little Jeep for her first birthday. Jesus she climbs on this thing, man. And uh it's a remote control Jeep. Uh, I wrote uh, the parents, uh, we strap her in there, and she can't get enough of her. Her smiles, this is what we actually work hard for, to get those smiles out of their faces and, 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 and brings happiness to our hearts. Noel, man, we'll see you this week. You take care, brother. God bless. See you. That'll do it for this week on Rackin'. A lot of fun. I had just this, I had to do the, the deep dropping for the swords. Very intriguing. Try it out. You're a badass on tuna. You're a badass on wahoo. Try the deep dropping swords. Maybe not as as cyclonic, as demonic, as 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 crazy high octane, but swords, man, it is a challenge. Hey, God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio. All lives matter. Ninety five point five.